Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things neighborly. Here are your hosts, Alex and Irina Mazukin. I was going to play this game yesterday, uh, start posting these things because working at the house, I'm always so filthy afterwards. But I'm also have a, a tan line from the summer. So I'm always like, should I take do a thing where it's like a weekly thing? Is this a tan line or is this dirt? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? I'm My face is like filthy every time I come home. I'm surprised you haven't said anything. Well, I think I don't notice because you go straight to shower. Yeah, it, there's filth. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I do notice. I have noticed. <laughs> yeah, no. You just have like kind of. My face is all. I look like I worked in the coal mine all, all day. Did you? I did not, but... Um, happy well not friday but happy uh you finally feeling like yourself because i know you've been kind of what a week well actually what a month i feel like this month just feels really long like a lot has happened i think it's i don't think it's long i think it's fast meaning like it's been jam-packed with so much stuff with me being gone two weeks in a row (coughs) a week and a half in a row to like all the kids sports stuff we're wrapping up you getting sick me getting sick yeah all, all the things but it to me it feels like it just feels like a long month but it also yeah. went by fast <laughs> interesting so it's a neutral month then at that point no it doesn't cancel out if it feels fast yet it feels long it means it's normal no it doesn't, it doesn't cancel out okay. you can experience both feelings at the same time okay and I, it's valid one thing i've learned from being married to you for enough what going on 11 years is that how many good ones? You can never argue. You can never argue feelings. <laughs> you can never argue feelings. First of all, that's rude. <laughs> well, I think it goes with any woman. It's just like, you know. You help. can't. Yeah. We're valid in whatever we feel. But so right, let us feel but it. But here on the Next Door Neighbors podcast, we are all facts, not feelings. So <laughs> this is yeah, a safe place. okay. This is a safe place. But it's a safe place to share my feelings. So let's put it this way. So you asked me how my golf game was today. And we played 18 holes. And I said, well, on the front nine, it was decent. And on the back nine, it was terrible. So does that mean it was a neutral golf game? No, it was a it was a bad yeah. golf game. <laughs> no, it was a good and bad Actually, golf game. Actually, I shot myself in the foot because that my point just proved that it is. You can have both. You can have both. Exactly. Yeah. Look at me. Well, See, it's not neutral. It doesn't cancel out. Okay, we get it. The guys are always wrong. <laughs> You're wrong once again, and yeah. I'm right. And yeah. I feel good about it. What's been uh, going on with you? I feel like, sick? well, I f- well this month, I feel like I've been the only one home for like half the month. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've been traveling. Hence why there's two weeks where we missed the podcast. Yeah, sorry, guys. Work stuff. I'll show Alex your stuff. I'll share completely. with you. I'll share with you some work stuff. Yeah. And it is probably uh, my biggest. Oh, no, there's worse things that happen in life, but it's, it was oh, a nightmare for me. Oh, we talk about your trip. Yeah. But I feel like you were gone so much. Maybe that's why it feels long and short to me because I'm like all thrown off. Mm-hmm. Usually it'll take like one trip every year, once a year. Yeah, I don't try to <laughs> Unless travel. I'm with you. Yeah. And this was like so happened that you had a fun trip and a work trip. Mm-hmm. all in the span of like two weeks yeah um so i had my first trip was palm springs it was a guy's trip it was fun i think i shared that on the podcast my mm-hmm. second trip was a work trip uh Ryobi had us come out to north carolina south carolina and which we live in idaho so that's quite a yeah it's basically across the country it's like an all-day mm-hmm. trip yeah because you have to take we don't have any stray shots to the east coast from nah, Boise, so we nah. always have to have a layover somewhere and it's always a layover in seattle so you always have to like backtrack and then go forward. sometimes but, sometimes it's like yeah. denver yeah dallas so this time the layover was by the way the trip was fantastic the the team had me come out me and a couple other influencers that they have on on under contract and um you know they 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 show us some of the latest and greatest they're coming up with we get to have hands you know our hands-on experiences see what the ideas were and potential new stuff that they're coming out which they're coming out some crazy cool stuff that in Mm -hmm. the electronics world but um so the trip was great and the people were great the the transportation to and from was absolute misery so by transportation you mean the flight the flight yeah (laughs) the First, it was well. Actually, it kicked off with a bad start. You were dropping me off at the airport with Harper, and I left my phone in the car, <laughs> and you drove off. How, whose number did you call me from? Uh, there just was some, a just a family there, and then I was like, I had to explain to them what happened, so they let me use their phone. 
I called you. You didn't pick up. As always, you, I'm seeing you're not wearing your Apple Watch. Are you done with your Apple Watch? No, I just didn't want to put it on because I was sick. And I oh. hate seeing people like, because I'm still connected to people who like, some of my friends who do workouts. Mm -hmm. And I hate seeing like, oh, so-and-so <laughs> finished a workout. And I'm like, sick. I feel like I'm behind. And so I, if I'm like sick or I'm out of town and I know I'll be working out, I actually don't wear it. You hate it. It's them. better like for me mentally. Mentally, yeah. It's weird. I, I used to, I know we're jumping around. I used to, like I was the one that sold you on the idea you of the did. Apple Watch because I was like, I love the fact that I'm so productive and if I'm, if I'm on the couch and my phone's on the table, I could look up. Oh, that's not an important. That doesn't need to be answered away. And I but just then you're always it. looking at it. And then it evolves into the the fitness world. And you're like, you you know, that check mark. You're like, oh, yes, I close my rings. you need to. Fantastic. Oh, I need to go close my rings. And then it turns into this like digital leash that you're on. It feels like it. And that's why I hate it. And that's why I hate wearing it when i know i won't close my rings yeah so it's like if i know i'll close my rings i won't even wear it and which is like such a why am i even wearing it then and from the productivity standpoint it's less productive because you're constantly getting distracted you're thinking about it and you can people yeah. say you could silence everything yeah but at that point you're like you know that What's it's like the your, point of it it's like then? your phone glued to your wrist yeah so i remember having this like anxiety attack and i just took it off in the car and i threw it like in the back seat and i never put it on again it's been years now but uh the the part that I'm laughing at the most with you is that you have an Apple Watch and an iPhone and you are notorious for not answering the phone right away. You're well, like... Eh, well, first of all, I was driving. Okay. Second of all... It's Bluetooth in the car. I never answer the phone if it's a phone number I don't know because if oh, it's important, they're going to leave a voicemail because half the time it's those stupid scam calls. Right. And even the 208 numbers are now oh, like for scam sure. No, calls. I get it from that. So I was like, uh, I'll just let it go to voicemail. Yeah. And then I like saw the voicemail and half the time they don't leave a voicemail. Yeah. So I, then as soon as I picked up it and it like... When I heard that voicemail and I heard your voice, it, I like couldn't comprehend what was happening. You're, yeah, one part of your brain is like, I recognize this. The I other was like, part of what, your brain. Wait a second. Who, who's calling me? Why? Is he? Like, it just didn't click yeah. until you said, I left my phone in the car. And I was like, oh, he's calling from somebody else's number. It just like, my mind couldn't grasp like what was happening in that moment. Yeah. And then you also sent me a text, which then I replied. <laughs> Maybe that's what I need to do. Instead of start calling you. Just I text. Because yeah. I think I've done that on the second time. When we were in Florida, we were at the Kennedy Space Center. And then we got disconnected like from each other. And my phone was, I don't remember if it was dead or... It's probably dead. Or, or somewhere else. I think it was dead. And... Because um, you had a hard time charging I got, that yeah, trip. stupid phone. And by the way, this adds to the story. I'll... I'll this, there's, the phone, there's more. This, the phone even ties into this. <clears throat> and I did the same thing. Found somebody. I was like, hey, can I use your phone? Call my wife. Called you. By the way, creepy thing. I dialed on this guy's number and I typed in your number and it says Irina Mazukin. And I was like... And his wife there was like... How is it that it's pulling up my wife's name, but it's caller ID somehow certain phones have that. I, Whoa, that is creepy. It was weird. I was like, excuse, excuse me, sir. Me, sir. sir? Uh, <laughs> right in front of his wife. Where is she? <laughs> yeah. Also, where is she? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that was kind of like the thing. Maybe going forward, I just needed like, if that ever happens again, just text, text don't me. call and then call after the text or something. <laughs> Maybe so, but yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with phone calls. I'm like, yeah. Ugh. If it's somebody I don't know, I... Do you know that I get six emails a day, every single day, of somebody from a... I didn't even know this industry existed. They do bid estimates for you. So I have six emails every single day, every freaking day, that automate me and saying like, hey, to you know, we do bid estimates. Cause what they does think, that mean, bid estimates? Well, I think they think I'm a general contractor, oh, so they think yeah. that I'm there. you can hire this third party to do oh, these estimates funny. for you. <laughs> and I'm like, and you can't unsubscribe from these things. And I'm like... Because they find you. What? Yeah. Oh, and it's so annoying. Anywho, so uh, I get my layover. So I, lo I, lose so my, you, I left my left phone. You left your phone. Yeah. Luckily, I was not even on the freeway yet, so yeah. I turned around and like went back through yeah so you came back departures and, and i was like picked you. it up i was like off to a good start <laughs> fortunately tsa everything looked you great. jinxed it when yeah. you said that oh my god so i fly into dfw uh and it's it's kind of you know it's ready in the evenings like nine or something like that uh my next flight and they get us boarded on the plane and then they were like hey we're having some kind of technical anomaly with the plane we're gonna get an expert on here expert comes on we're waiting he's like 30 minutes and then they're like, it's going to be another 30 minutes, and then another 30 minutes. And so now we're sitting at an hour. Then he goes another 30 minutes. And then we finally get to the two hour mark. They're like, we have to get you guys off the plane. 
get us off the plane. At that point, it's already like a little bit after 10. No more flights are leaving uh, DFW. So I'm sleeping at the airport. First time, well, I slept in the airport in a foreign country, but this is my first time like in the States sleeping in the airport. Okay, fine. Next flight is 6 a.m. And why did you decide to sleep at the airport? Well, it was at that point, by the time we got to the the people who re, reroute your flight, um, they, you know, I'm in line of 150, 200 people from the flight. So I'm like, well, I'm going to stand in line. It's going to be midnight. My next flight is 6 a.m. If I go get a hotel, by the time I get to the hotel, by the time even if I even get a room, because all these people are going to try to get a room, I might as well just try to get a few more hours of sleep here. Mm -hmm. So I go find a little, it's funny, DFW has this like McDonald's sponsored play area. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, it's it's like one of those ones that you see at the mall where it's just like these like plastic big oh, things. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it's like a big, you know, wavy thing. Like, it's, it's nothing they can climb, like just little, basically pedestals. So I crash on one of those little couches where parents sit to watch them. Nobody was there, obviously. <laughs> And uh, cool, wake up the next day, obviously have a terrible night's sleep because the airport, there's like, they come and clean it at night. So there's like all these vacuums and machines and these gals, you know, that are like chatting. It's just not comfortable either. Yeah, and they're making announcements over the thing. Terrible night's sleep, waking up 20 times at night. And so cool, wake up, get on a flight, fly into North South Carolina, and uh, everything's good. The trip is great. Flying back out of Palm Springs. Get on the plane. First of all, they dropped me off at the airport. We got ahead of schedule. Right, you said Palm Springs. Sorry, uh, South Carolina. Uh, flying out of South Carolina, they dropped me on the airport off early because we got we we overestimated how long it would take us, like mm -hmm. to do the rest of the filming that they were there with the team, and so we got done early. Uh, and originally, I was supposed to be at the airport like three or something like that. I got to the airport at like one, right? So, okay, I'm just you know. There's a bar there, get some dinner, lunch, whatever. So finally get on the airplane after being at the airport for close to four hours before takeoff. And uh, I never told you this, Kyle, did I? Oh, I did. I mentioned a few things. Yeah. yeah. And so we get on the airplane and I'm excited to go. And they're like, sorry, there's a, uh, a thunderstorm in Houston in DFW. And uh, they're going to have us wait here for 30 minutes. Then ground traffic control says, or air traffic control, they're like, well, it's going to be another 30. And so basically wraps up to sitting on the plane for two hours. Again. Again. Then they were like, okay, cool. We're good to take off. Uh, we'll take off in 45 minutes. So two, four, two, almost three hours later, we get to finally take off. <laughs> All this time you've, you've been sitting on the airplane. You guys, they didn't no, make you deplane. No, we just kept sitting there. Mm. So then uh, my phone charger, I don't know where I put it, I think I checked it in my bag, but uh, it's not anywhere to be on me. Um, so, and then I have my laptop because I was like, I didn't use that much, so the battery's going to last me a very long time. So I finally uh, decide to. Oh, this is before even getting on the airplane. I decided to go buy a phone charger, which of course the airport is going to charge you triple, quadruple the amount. So I paid forty-five dollars for a charger. Plugging you can it buy in. Buy that ten dollars on Amazon. Right, absolutely. Probably a two pack for ten. Mm -hmm. I can't return it because they're like, hey, you know, they're like, you already opened the box. Apparently, airport has the the worst That's return so policy. So, I'm already at like maybe fifty percent. So I'm like, okay, not a big deal. I just won't watch anything on my phone on the airplane because the, the American Airlines doesn't have like screens on the thing. Wait, you said you return. You tried to return it because it didn't work. Because right? it didn't work, yeah. yeah. And because I told, when they're like, "Well, it's probably just your phone," and I was like, "Probably, I don't know." My my phone's been like on its on its, on the verge of dying for the longest time, and so I get on the airplane, shut my phone off, you know, so I could like get an Uber back when I get back in town. Uh, we finally, after two hours and forty five minutes, get to take off. We take off. We land into DFW and of course DFW is giant. You have to take the monorail from like certain gates, kind of like Seattle. Like you have to mm -hmm. like, so I get off, I book it. I, I'm hauling through the airport, running my butt off, get to my gate and they already closed the doors, right? Now keep it, okay, so they closed all the doors and I'm like, they're Which like, sorry. Because sorry. it's like, they're like no the, part the of plane's it here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The plane's here. It's the storm thing. Everything got delayed and pushed. So cool. I'm I'm staying here. Um, 
Uh, they won't even let you on, even though the plane was still there. The plane's there. When the doors close, you're That's done. It. They don't reopen the doors. They can only do it once, I guess. I don't know. So I get in line for getting rerouted. Now, keep in mind, DFW just had the storm. So every plane was grounded. So everybody at the entire airport is, is delayed. Trying to find a way to get home. Exactly. Or wherever they're trying to every get to. Every flight is either delayed a few hours because they were there early enough, right? Like the people who were there in the middle of the storm, they're like, cool, you're probably going to fly out in three hours kind of mm -hmm. thing. And so everybody's trying to get rerouted. I get into this line of American Airlines to get rerouted. It's probably 200 people. It's wraps around the hallway kind of thing, like mm -hmm. deep. I got my laptop and there's a gentleman that's walking up and down the line saying, hey, to save you on time. Keep in mind, at this point, it's like already 10 o'clock or something like that. They're like, hey, to, at night, to save you on time, uh, you can get on the American Airlines app and whatever they reroute you uh, in this line, you can do the same thing on the app. So I go, fantastic idea. I get out of line, set up my laptop, and try to go on American Airlines to get a reroute. The reroute that's suggesting to me, it only presents to me like one reroute, is the next day at night in the evening. So I have to stay an extra day at, mm -hmm. at DFW. I do not want to do that. So I hop back in line. You should have done that while you were in line. I should have done that, hindsight. Uh, now that wouldn't have gotten me back to Boise anytime sooner. It just <laughs> means true. like less staying in line. I get back in line. I'm standing in line, maybe moved one person, lines forever. Then I go, have this clever idea. I go, this is so annoying. You know what I'm gonna do? Oh, because my, my, my perspective on it, I was like, if I get in line, then maybe they could see flights that I can't see, right? So I get they back. They can always try to Sure. So I something. get in line and the line's barely moving. Like we're standing there and it's, it's a snail of a line. And I go, okay, screw this. I'm just gonna buy a new plane ticket through another, you know, flight uh, by another airline. company airline, yeah. and you know, either absorb the cost or have Ryobi pay for it. They're really great to me, so I was like, maybe we'll do that. Especially that they'll understand because it's like I'm not going to spend another day here. <clears throat> so I get out of line. I go post up, get the laptop up, go on kayak.com, find a flight 10 a.m. Cool, because that my app didn't show that. Uh, try to buy it, get my credit card information in. Sorry, this flight's not available. Find another flight through Kayak. Sorry, this flight's not available. Go to alaska.com. Sorry, this flight's not available. Go through American uh, Amex Travel. Sorry, this flight's not available. I go, okay, so my mind rationalized, okay, American Airlines, because of rerouting, pulled all these tickets that were for sale to reroute all these people. Not even American, but like probably all the other all airlines all because if everybody was grounded yeah. for that long everybody, yep. period of time. So I get back in line again. <laughs> <laughs> and the line barely moved. I mean, it's, it's still moved, but it barely moved. So I'm standing in line for probably another hour and a half. Finally, I get to my turn. And the gal go now keep in mind my phone at this point right now because i've had it turned off and i would only message you like just updates mm -hmm. my phone's probably like 15 percent or something like 20 percent battery life <clears throat> charger doesn't work phone doesn't charge i got irritated i already ordered a new phone in boise that's getting delivered kind of thing no charger for my laptop no charger from my phone okay and no flight out no options to buy to fly out so i'm finally it's my turn i get there and the gal goes Boise, huh? I was like, yep. She's like, ooh. And I was like, oh, no. And oh, no, keep in mind, knew. I keep hearing person after person getting a standby ticket. Yeah. And I saw one guy in front of me who was on standby and there was no room. So I had to get another standby and another standby. That's usually, I mean, the oh, case, especially if, I mean, you're, it was such a fiasco right. and like lots of people are trying to get on flights. Usually if you're a standby on like, any kind of full flights you won't get on. Oh my gosh. So I, I'm so exhausted. I've been in an airport in South Carolina for four hours. I've got delayed sitting on an airplane for three hours. And then we flew for another three hours. I'm, and it's late already and I'm just tired. I was like, I just want, I'm fatigued by all this. Right. And the gal goes, ooh. And I was like, oh, oh. She goes, it, she goes is there any, she was really nice. She was like, is there any place in Idaho you would want to, have a layover and I go Idaho has one major airport that <laughs> is it there's nowhere to go Salt Lake maybe but that's you know still I don't want but beggars can be choosers 
So she goes, I found a flight and it's tomorrow morning. I go, that's great. She goes, but you have seven connecting flights. <laughs> you have seven layovers? I have seven layovers. I didn't even know you can get to seven layovers. She goes, yeah, you're going to Charleston. And from Charleston, you go into so-and-so. It's basically and the only route they could find that like will eventually take you to Boise, which would be like a whole day. She said, no, like she, said she said it's 23 hours of flight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my not, not like just time-wise, but just like in the air. Well, maybe it's full flight time. I think that's because it can be seven hours. of. It's probably with layovers. Yeah, it's probably yeah. with layovers. So I would still get home the next day kind of thing or in, in 24 hours after that. Right. You just and, be on an airplane. And I go, oh, my God. I was like, I can't do seven layovers. Like, I really can't. Like, I don't, I don't know. There's no options, but I just can't. I, I might as well just stay here for a few days till everything cools off and then yeah. fly home. Maybe get a part-time job, you know. Well, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, claim residency here. Meet some, uh, there's yeah. like a lot of famous YouTubers in yeah, uh, Texas. Yeah, like maybe we could do a collab or something. Go, go meet Dude Perfect. Dude Perfect. So somehow she goes, she printed something off and she goes, she's checking the the, thing, the ticket she printed off. She's standing on the computer. She's looking at my driver's license, the ticket, back and forth. And I go, what's going on? She goes, okay, I don't know how this happened, but... I found a flight. It's tomorrow morning, and it's first class. And I was like, "Are you sure it's a real ticket?" She goes, "I think so." And I was like, <laughs> "Has this ever happened before?" She goes, "Never." And I go, "Don't touch another button. <laughs> print, and, hit, yeah. print." And hit, she print. goes, she goes, she gives me the ticket. She goes, "Go, go now, go now <laughs> before something changes." And so I'm kind of my lucky stars. I'm spending the night still at the airport. The worst night, probably worse than the first night I sleep because I couldn't actually find a full bench to lay on. So it was one of those like individual seats with an armrest. And I'm six foot two, but even if you're five foot five, there's no way to actually get your full body in there. So I Because lay there were so many people there? Yeah, all the, the, the people, night? everybody already got the um, a, a bench or something. But I tried getting a hotel. All the hotels are booked out that are close enough to the airport. And the next hotel is like a 45 minute drive outside of the airport. She's like, that's not really worth it. I'm like, it. I'm not, that's not worth it. And so I find, I, I end up sleeping on the floor. I use my boots as a pillow. And because, oh the, and because the airport's so bright, it, even at night, that I had to crawl underneath the seats that people sit on, you know, waiting for their flight, just so the light doesn't go into my eyes. I w woke up probably 60 times in the middle of the night. Yeah. 10 minutes at a time of a snooze. Finally woke up at like four o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, couldn't go back to sleep. And I'm just pacing up and down the hallways. I get on my flight and as I'm scanning that ticket, I'm like, you know what's gonna happen? The gal's gonna be like, sorry, I'm not picking you up on this ticket. Like the ticket's like- Or like somebody else error. already scanned It's this. an error. Yeah. Like what I was afraid of is that's like a double booked thing. Yeah. Like it's yeah. somebody else. So here I am, I've never flown first class and I get, the first seat, and this is why it sounded so shady, because she could, she found this seat that was not available on a flight that's not available, and it's first class. She goes, it's seat one, uh, first row, first yeah. seat. You're like, how does that even happen? I go, that, that, that's, that sounds way too good to be true. I was expecting to scan it, and it turns out somebody else's seat. Ma'am, that guy's my seat. And somehow it, thank you, Mr. Mizuki, and I was like, oh, you're... Oh, I'm safe. I can come in. <laughs> like I, I could come in and sit. Like I was such a peasant that I didn't even use any of the amenities of first class. Like the lady that sat next to me, older gal, she was like, she had a, a full, you know, glass wine glass. They they had this really nice meal. Mm -hmm. I just slept the entire like, night. I, can finally sleep. I was like. I have some leg room and I can actually recline. I could re recline. I didn't think I even used a recliner. I just used the leg room and I just like laid over and I was in finally like a decent sleep. <laughs> it was absolute misery. So when I came home, not only did I sleep there because I flew in like Saturday the next day <coughs> at like what? One o'clock or something like that. Yeah. Two o'clock. And I came home and I took a nap mm -hmm. with Harper for like maybe three hours. And then... On top of it, uh, when I went to bed, when I went to bed early, like I slept for another 10 hours or something right. like that. It was. It's like your body needed to catch up. I was so donezo. So donezo. You looked really It good. was absolute misery. I don't know if it gets any worse than that. Sleeping in your flight and sleeping out of your flight, like flying in and flying out. It's just crazy that both flying there and back were like that for you. Back obviously was worse. Through the same airport. Through the same airport. 
It's bad luck. It's was that your first time having a layover in Dallas? I feel like we've had a layover in Dallas before. N- no, uh, I mean, we've never got a hotel in Dallas. No, I mean, just a layover. Oh, I'm have sure. We? I'm sure it's happened before. Or was it Houston? Might have been Houston. But but Ben Ueda, a great channel, uh, Homemade Modern. He, last time we were at an event with Rayo B, he flew in through DFW. And I don't know if it was a storm thing. I think it was a storm as well. He had to get a car to drive him to South Carolina. From Dallas? From Dallas. And they got him an Uber. So he slept in an Uber. And I don't know. I didn't even know that Uber can do these long I didn't know Uber could even do that. That's a long drive. Also, somebody told me that lived um, in No, it was Charleston. I think it was Charleston because Charleston's closer, right? Charleston's still South Carolina. Okay, so never mind. So, yeah, it it uh, it was DFW. Yeah, it was DFW. So Dallas? Yeah, Dallas. So... Dang, that's a long drive. Yeah. But somebody told me that lived in Texas that Dallas, for whatever reason, is notorious for having these crazy thunderstorms that everybody gets grounded for. Like, so that's just like a thing that happens when, when I, you fly through Dallas. So always be aware. When I told the team at Ryobi that this happened to me, flying in and flying out, and this happened in Ben, the the team was like, we're never rerouting anybody through Dallas. Yeah. Ever. Like, and I was like, please never do that. And they were kind too, because the uh, Jess, the the VP of marketing, he messaged me like the following day. He goes, "Dude, I heard you had a a terrible fly out, like of of another, you know, sleeping at the airport." He's like, "I'm so sorry." He's like, "He's like, why didn't you get a hotel? We would have covered it." And uh, I was like, "I tried. There was no hotel. There's no room at the inn. There's no room. At I got the, the Jesus treatment, you know." Yeah. Sleeping on the floor, using your boots as your pillow. You poor thing. And it's funny because on my end, like because you kept turning your phone off, I had no idea like where you were, what time you were coming because you never told me which flight or like you said, I'm going to fly out 10 in the morning. But I was I didn't know if that was like maybe or if that's like something that you're going to like try to do because it didn't sound like you were sure. Why don't you say when I told you that my flight got canceled and I'm spending the night at the airport again, tell me what your response was. <laughs> I to said, me. oh, no, uh, honey. No, and tell then me. I said, well, I have a birthday party. At no, you said, oh, no, I have a birthday party. I have to go to tomorrow. <laughs> at 2 p.m. So. At that point, I turned my phone off. I was like. I am just going to be as cool as a cucumber right now and not let I was let like, how rude. Her... How rude of you to get your flight grounded yeah. and make but me miss babe, my birthday. I clearly told you I have a birthday party I need to go well, to. Well, also, I was planning this birthday, so that would have been really, like, I was bringing stuff to this birthday. So it would have been really rude if I, like... Oh, you orchestrated the birthday? Yeah. Oh, I, I was planning that. it. I didn't know that. So... Um, I mean, it would have been fine. Obviously, people understand. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> Thank you for understanding that it wasn't my fault. No, it's not your fault. But like part of me was, I didn't know what to do because I was like, should I get a, try to find a sitter or is he going to be home in time? Like just, I just didn't know. And because you turn your phone off and then you were flying, I, and I didn't want to keep like texting you like, hey, did you leave? I think I did text you. Hey, did you end up like flying out yet? And you didn't reply. And I was like, either his phone is off or he's like mid-flight. But there's no way of me knowing if you're coming back. It's hilarious to me that there's a potential of me not being home for another two days because of connecting flights. And you're like, how do I make it to this birthday party? How do party I still make it to That I gave birthday? everybody instructions to come to at a place. And I'm sure they will have been just fine. They would have been fine, but you know, you just feel bad. And also, I was. But very, you felt not. You were, did not feel bad. I about felt it. very bad for you. That's why when I, when after I texted that to you, I think I followed up with, "I'm so sorry you're going through this or something." Like that. No, you <laughs> did yes, not. I did. No, you did not. I did. No, you did not. I will show you the message because I felt so bad for you, um, and I didn't want you to think that I was gonna like. That that's all I was thinking about. Did you send me like a proper corporate email where you're like, "It's uh, please accept our condolences for the tragedy that was outside <laughs> of our control." Yes, not my fault. Oh, right here. Mm. I said, "I'm so sorry you have to go through this again. So frustrating." When did you send me this? It was right after I sent the birthday thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did felt you, guilty. You stewed on it a little bit. I huh? was like. Oh, I feel bad. You I know, I w- that. you know, I was cool as a cucumber the whole time. You know what I did is I did you kept- take some deep breaths? No, and listen, I've, I'm in the best place of my life uh, mentally, but 
and because everything's been finally paying off, like in terms of like all the work of, of meditation, and all that stuff. Yeah. But in line, as I kept going in line and out of line, trying to buy a ticket, try to figure out how to charge my phone, I kept changing my expectations. So I completely changed. Um, what's helpful is as I was flying out of Boise, I downloaded a book on uh, uh, Audible called uh, The Art of, no, not, the, the, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I thought you already read that. I finished it uh, on my way to, oh, that was to Palm Springs. That's what I did, read it. Oh. So, but because I, it was just only a week and a half that I have that I went through that book, uh, the, the whole premise with that book was, the, it's not necessarily that you don't care about stuff and go like, ah, oh, who cares? I don't care about that. It's more of like, we get riled up by things that are probably not that important. They're not life changing. Mm -hmm. So if we like, the, so what he's saying is, and for part of my language, he's like, it, the, the subtle art of not giving a fuck is the fact that we are giving too many fucks about things that don't matter. Like uh, my car broke, you know, it's, it's like what uh, I, I, could, I couldn't get the, the, the new 2022 model car because it's on back order. It's because like the of, first world so, problem exactly. thing. And, but then he breaks it down into either smaller stuff, right? Because then he says, like, once you start looking at uh, partially like the optimistic side, but he goes, instead of looking for what the thing is that's not going wrong, think about what that thing is not. Mm -hmm. And so, like, by me having a liver, I was like, well, I'm still going to get home. And then I kept reevaluating through that perspective of, like, what is good news for me? You know, so finally, after the second time I get back in line, I go, Okay, the good news would be for me is if they have a flight that they could see that I can't see. And then the good news is if I don't have a lay, if I don't have a standby, but I actually have a ticket ticket. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not till t the next day in 24 hours or something like that, then at least I have perspective and I could plan around that. So you kind of keep constantly reevaluating, not for what the news is, but what for the news is not. Like mm -hmm. you're still gonna get home. It just looks a little bit different and I not at one point like would you have called me and be like oh Alex is probably going to be really stressed it's like no I'm just exhausted and I'm you know tired I'd love to find a good bench to sleep on but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm proud of you that you like you stayed calm and cool. it, it was yeah it was I great feel like I made a maybe would have cried a few times there was a gallon line two people behind me cried I think I would have been crying by and then, then. Went, especially I, if you I have went, like ew. somewhere in ew ow I was like your it's, mascara is running <laughs> You, like give her a tissue here mm. girl you need some um nobody said nobody likes an ugly cry yeah. <laughs> i feel like if you have somewhere important to go and you're like missing an important event like a wedding or like three people in line I mean, with a wedding a funeral i don't know yeah. anything like big yeah. it's so sad to like be missing it and you're just stuck at the freaking airport i yeah. would be so sad but yeah I, I completely agree but based off of this book what i took away from it was a wedding, if it's like your daughter getting married off, I don't Which I'm know. Sure, they would do everything they could, like the flight, the there, no, travel agents. No, but if stuff. there's no flight, there's no flight. Yeah. They're not going to be like, oh, your situation is different than this situation. That's not a thing. That's absolutely not. a I thing. I think at that point you would have to ask actual individual like passengers. Can I trade can, you? Can if I? They can have your ticket. And yeah. and then you know, good luck with that. But apart from your child getting married off or you have a live organ that needs to get somewhere yeah. you know what i mean uh, for a transplant i there's nothing you know what i mean there, there's 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 nothing after that you just have to be like well it is what it is mm -hmm. like if you know heaven forbid it, my mother or father passed away it's it would be devastating to be like i didn't say goodbye but then you have to look at it from a different perspective you go well if they already passed away, this is a very dark place to look at it and very cold to look at it maybe i'm wrong but the way i think the subtle art not giving a fuck is you go and mentally you go okay well clearly i can't leave here like I, there's no flights and there's no plan b's because even if i got a rental and i drove i still will be there multiple days late mm -hmm. so then you kind of go well they're they've passed they're resting they're not in pain anymore um i will still fly in and, and visit the thing you know what i mean like it's different than then like they're on the deathbed and they just want to say goodbye and you're like oh my gosh that's a different conversation that so devastating. that's a different yeah. conversation because that stuff traumatizes you yeah you know what i mean you're like i wasn't there and they I just want to say it. i didn't say goodbye but when somebody already passed then you go well there's time continues 
and there's nothing I could do by me getting there when they're already passed and just mourning with everybody else. Yes, it would be beneficial for me and others, but it, this is not going to traumatize me kind of mm -hmm. thing. There's nothing that I lost out of this versus like, I think if it's like Harper getting married off or the boys getting Could married you imagine? off, yeah, then you go, I feel like I was robbed of that memory that of, moment. of that moment. Yeah. That's a different conversation. Yeah. And I'm sure there was plenty of people there who are going to these like big events, like weddings or. But like cousins getting married, like there's, there's three gals. There were all three or four gals, like a couple of people behind me that they were going to a wedding, but it didn't sound like. Like it's, a daughter. It's a daughter. It's like a cousin. Oh, you so know, or like or, not. or a friend kind of thing. I feel like if you're going to a wedding of a daughter or son, you would be there multiple days earlier, if not a week earlier. So I that so shouldn't too. matter. Yeah. But yeah. If, you're if like, the wedding's tomorrow, you're not flying. You're in not today. flying out yeah. the day before for sure. So right. maybe that doesn't happen as often as we think. Yeah, but. that's the way I kind of looked at it. Is like I think based off of this book is like there's a lot of things that are just. They suck, but they're not that important than yeah. other things. You know what? I think I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at doing that on a daily basis, like of just not carrying, not putting weight on things that shouldn't like have weight. Yeah. I feel like I'm, you, you do, you I'm, do a good job. But for some reason, airports give me so much anxiety. And you know this because yeah. when we flew to Greece last summer, I don't know why I just like I have this like palpable like tension in my body and I, I don't know why I don't know if it's just like because airports in general just have this like buzz of anxiety and you're here like people you know there's like people everywhere and you're scared you're not going to make it and there's always this tension of like am I going to make my flight am I going to be late am I going to have you know. I don't know what it is, yeah. but airports give me so much anxiety. So you are not the easiest person to travel with. You're <laughs> the most easiest going person in the world. That's what I'm world. saying. I don't know what it is. But it's not that part of the traveling where like you're I could see you're anxious and making the gates and all that stuff. It's only partial. Because everybody the other part? everybody experiences that. But with you somehow for the majority of the time, I'm very cautious with my words right uh -oh. now because I don't want to. I don't want to make it like a blank blanket statement. But for the majority of the time that you and I have been on airplanes together, if there is a complication, sure, you know, flight delays or making it on time to the gate, that's a normal thing. Everybody has it. But with you, it's always this trifecta that's the most consistent. I want to find coffee. I need to use the bathroom, and my stomach hurts. Yeah. I usually have a mix of all three. All three, consistently every flight. <laughs> That's true. But why is that uh, like complicated? That's easy. Because you put that on top of like, because when, when I fly, I go, cool, I'm going to get a drink on the plane, watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just hearing from you like my, you know, I, I need coffee. I need a pee. I'm going to pee my pants because there's no bathroom close by or, or, or there's a line or my I stomach hurts. I do have hurts, to pee all the time. And my so. stomach hurts. And when you tether that to we're getting close to missing our like gate or we're too far from the okay, gate. Okay, we need or to back where's up. where's that gate? Because then you kind of go, okay, this is a little much. Like, why is it that I'm like, <laughs> this is every single time. Okay, let's back up. Because if we're running to a gate, I'm never going to be like, hey, let's stop by and get coffee. Facts, I've never done that. Facts, not feelings. It's more like if we're sitting and we're just waiting for our airplane for like another 20, 30 minutes. Well, of course, why yeah. not? Let's but go get some coffee and then let's coffee. go to the bathroom. And then, and then like my stomach hurts. <laughs> and then the stomach hurts. Do you see how that all trickles down? It's just like, it's all this like cycle. It's oh, a cycle. oh, oh, and then I'm hungry, but then your stomach hurts right after that. Or and then I don't know right if after. I should eat or like wait. Correct, Yeah. correct. Well, that's my daily life, babe. <laughs> It doesn't happen. At, it doesn't happen at home. You just don't see it because I don't. I don't think I verbalize it because I could just go pee at our house. <laughs> I can get coffee. You know. You just when we're traveling, you see it because I have to ask you. Be like, hey, hun, let's stop here. They so handcuff us. They handcuff us. <laughs> also, I do the same thing when we go on a road trip. I want coffee the minute we leave the and house. And then you need to pee the minute. And then I have to leave. And then I'll go. Hey, there's a porta potty right there because it's a construction site. Like, and ew, I go, no. ew, no. But you have no problem going to a porta potty at a children's football game. Because there's literally no other option. There's a gas I station the a problem, quarter mile down the street. I'm not gonna get in my car and go to the gas station. And you're not gonna go. I in need to see my son play football, babe. Sure. Okay. I think the problem is if I know there's another option. Like if we're driving, and I know, sure, there's a porta potty. But if you keep going, like we haven't even left the car yet. 
there'll probably be at like a gas station later we on. went from when we're in orlando and we're going to the space kennedy uh uh space center you you needed to pee and the way you told me is i'm gonna pee my pants for <laughs> like 30 minutes you told me you needed to pee badly an hour ago and then we hit the stretch where you get into the the, the nasa thing and there was no gas stations for a solid hour. Like, yeah, that I didn't was know, weird. I didn't that know this weird. either. I didn't know this that this is what the road trip was going to look like. But there was no gas stations. For they don't an have hour. any rest areas. No it's gas weird. stations. No rest. So I even made a comment. I was like, "What would happen if you're on this road and uh, this highway, and there's somebody ran out of gas? Like you yeah. didn't plan. It's a it's a solid hour drive before the next gas station or rest area or, mm -hmm. or building or, and an hour ago you told me you need, you're going to pee your pants." So I was expecting you there. You're like, I am gonna explode right now. I'm either gonna pee my pants here or go squat like on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. And I was still blown away that you still didn't go like find some like a tree and and, and squat down. Well, I was waiting to get into Starbucks so I can get coffee. <laughs> I am blown away. Your levels of priority are next level. I was I like, can. well, if I have to pee anyway, and I also want coffee. And that thought, that thought, when you go, well, let's just go, let's just like um, kill, somebody, two, kill some, two birds with one stone. You, we go to the coffee shop, makes hundred percent. I sense. run to the bathroom makes, and then we go get the coffee. It's the most efficient outline, <laughs> absolutely. I don't but know. Here's I what I understand is, if coffee makes somebody pee and they want to pee so bad that their stomach hurts, right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you be like, don't don't even mention anything liquid because I I can't even bear anything to to even to even. <laughs> to even wrap my mind around. I don't know around. if I've ever had that. Like, like don't talk about like trickling water or I'm going to have to pee soap. Like, I, that's never really bothered me. So I don't know. And you, you know me. You guys are made in a very special, beautiful way. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. That one can only and, be patient. Oh, there's there's even a better. People ask me why I read all these brain books. Just <laughs> how to deal with you about these topics. Guilty. Well, <laughs> tell the people what's even worse about my habits is that Maybe 50 to 60% of the time, I don't even finish my dang coffee. And that's... I'm, a, I'm cool as a cucumber. And that's that is, the I'm, story. I'm, a, I'm cool as a cucumber. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I find a coffee, iced coffee, that you want it so bad in the fridge. I know. And I don't... Kn I don't know what's wrong with me. Here, I love the idea of it. And then I drink it. No, I mean, there are times where I do finish it. But maybe 50% of the time, I just can't. Okay, okay. so 50% of the time, you can. I understand that. Maybe, maybe <laughs> your stomach hurts. Maybe you need to go pee or something like that. Now, let me ask you this. The trifecta. Let me ask you this. In your honest opinion, how many times have you finished the said coffee that you put in the refrigerator? Like maybe 5%. I think you're being very generous when you're saying 5%. Like 0%. I don't think there's been a time that I could recall that you go, oh, my coffee's still here that I Let put in the fridge. Let me finish it. You're like, oh, morning. it's probably gross already. It's gross. You're like, it doesn't, oh, have it doesn't have any more ice in it. Ugh. True. All these facts are true. And I admit it. But I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> and I'm going to keep reading brain books to try to keep myself cool as a cucumber. Oh my gosh, I do this on road trips too and we leave the house immediately. Do you remember how irritated I used to get? Because I think... You did get really irritated. I'm so much better because I'm venting right now, but in the re reality of being married to you for 11 years... You've been years, really good the last few years about not... I just kind of go, okay, um, she's a different your species eyes at me. than I am. <laughs> but I go, I used to get so bothered because I used to... I used to be a time watcher where I'm like, okay, so if we're going to the cabin or whatever, like, okay, it's going to be two hours... Uh, okay, they'll be on pace. Hopefully there's no traffic. I'm already fueled up. Everybody, we left at the right time. We get the thing and go, ooh, is there a Starbucks? And I'm like, You're like, no, we're already going to be late. That's going to put us back 15 minutes. Which is you. funny because like the problem is you already set this like goal in your head, even though it's just McCall. We don't really have like a deadline to be there. Yeah. But because in your head you, you were, you had already made this like, this is the hour we're going to be there. Yeah. Anything that happens to yeah. delay that is going to like bother you. Yeah. And that's what it was like for a good portion yeah. of our marriage until. Um, Let the people know you never got hit. I never got hit. Say confidently <laughs> so they believe it. If they listen to audio, they want to believe it. it. It helps if you nod your head like I never got I hit. I never got hit. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. I'm supposed to shake my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got <laughs> And I never... Using a sentence like, and I never got hit. And then I never got hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a clear one. It's like, yeah, she got hit. <laughs> I feel like you were bothered by it, but then there was a period of time where you were like... And, and to me, I didn't realize and I never could like sympathize with you or I never could really understand your thought process of like we need to be there at this time because we're leaving at this time we have to get there in the two hour window to me I'm like we can get there whenever we get there <laughs> well that's me now after reading enough brain books and yeah and now you know with like three kids <coughs> we're never gonna get well, there I think, I think when we want I think for a certain personality type and I'm not would you say I'm type A? I don't think I'm type A. No, you just... I'm um, type A adjacent. Adjacent, yeah. You like organization. You like doing things in an orderly fashion. You like having these time like constraints, if you will, and following this timeline. I you have like, checklists. You do. And, and it's you're satisfying. good at them. It's a it's, dopamine hit that I think I get. Yes. We all, when we cross we off our to-do list... It, from an ADD perspective, you know, I think you're the one that mentioned it is like, because you, you listen to some podcasts, people are talking more about ADD or ADHD is people with that, they, they're constantly craving dopamine. Because they don't get uh, the natural amount of dopamine that Correct. people without ADHD and ADD get. And so like, which makes so much sense because you and Beckham are the same. Right. And you both do that where you like, you crave this like newness or change or something like that's why both of you are like always so passionate about your next thing mm -hmm. and it tot makes total sense to me but that must be why the time thing was yeah like you hit you hit that dopamine you got that dopamine rush because you hit that time marker time marker and you're like yeah. oh i did it i you shaved know? six minutes off the, the yeah like it's I almost this like race when we were in orlando uh and we we're driving back from the space kennedy not it is a space kennedy, center? Space, kennedy space center, center yeah and it's already nasa late you know it's it's in the evening already and plug into google you know the navigation how long it'll take us to get home and it's like two hours and then it's like actually it was like an hour and like 50 minutes or something mm -hmm. like that and then we hit traffic here's how crazy my brain goes i was like and then we get out of traffic and i and it set us back by an extra like nine minutes or something like that and You're I like, go, I'm going to shave off this. I need to shave it off. <laughs> so the whole time I kept staring at that, that marker that says time of estimate arrival or time of duration. Seeing if it would change. And it rolled back like a minute. And I was like, oh, oh I can do this. We can get That's there. so funny because that doesn't bother me at all unless I'm late to something. Mm -hmm. I do hate being late. I, I get this like, uh, like irritability and anxiety, which even if it's like, I told somebody I'd be there at six and it's like 601 and I'm like almost there. I hate that feeling. Of you know, like, you know, I told somebody I would be there, but I'm not anyway. But I don't get that just from like that rush, just from like driving home. You know who are the worst people in this world? People who they say, say things like six ish, <laughs> <laughs> four ish. Let's meet up four ish. Four -ish. What's four ish? Is it 401? 410? Like 430? Yeah. I don't know of many people that do that though oh, i met those satanic <laughs> are you friends demons. with them anymore <laughs> no i cut those people i, I cut toxic people Talk, out of my life. that is a toxic trait <laughs> rules are there to regulate the fun okay? absolutely <laughs> and i will stand by that i was always a rule follower yeah if you know me you know now you're hidden you yeah are not it's funny actually now that i think about it you're kind of a anomaly because you like the like organization and following like a timeline and a pattern and having your schedule and your lists, but you're not really a rule follower. No. Cause I question those rules because you question them, but it's interesting because usually people who have that trait also have the rule follower trait, right? It, which is what makes them of the type a, Yeah, and you don't have that side to you. I always thought type A's were like overbearing. Like it has to be their way or no way. No, I think type, well, That'd be interesting to like actually dive into that because I always thought type A was just more of, yeah, you want things done a certain way. Yeah. And it's like my way or the highway, which is kind of what you're saying. But I wonder if there's more to it than that mm. of, of like that personality. Yeah, I think my I, I think the way I the same way as I've, I've grown to become more patient, I think the same way I'm challenging because I've never really challenged them before because I would kind of adopt 
the 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 nature the, the not the nature the nurturing that I've kind of come up with whether it's religious political or whatever uh, socioeconomical things were like okay well this is what it is we're and then after being more exposed to more different side of the story of different perspectives then it allowed for that part of my brain to go well how do you know that's true or how is that how do you know that's that important you know and so at that point you it allowed for me to kind of question certain things mm -hmm. and be like but i feel like even before that you when even when we first got married you were never really like a rule follower you were a little like mm. well it's fine you can do that like you know mm. not it's about like little things like what like what um like there's one i can think of but it's inappropriate oh. um <laughs> so i'll skip I'm, past I'm it i'm dying to hear this after the podcast do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Well, um, let me think of, I can't really think of any off the top of this my head. This is a PG but you podcast, always, even though PG. I said a bad You said a, the F word. <laughs> Which, I mean, anyway, I, I feel like there's instances where I can probably recall, but I just, I always felt like that about you. You weren't like, this is what they said we need to do. Let's do it. You're all kind of like, well, we could do this thing yeah. or we could do, you know, they said not to walk there, but we'll be fine. Yeah. You know, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. It was, it's not like <laughs> big things where it's like yeah. illegal. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe some of them are, is it, it's, is it a good, is it, what? is it my perspective? Is is no, I liked gonna, it oh, because I think it brought me out of my shell a lot because I'm such a rule follower, which is, um, very, uh, usually unlikely. Well, I'm the second, of four kids and usually i feel like first kids are the rule followers right i don't know yeah well jack based off of jack i can only i think typically they yeah. are but in my family it was the opposite my sister was a total rebel i was a rule follower i don't know if that like trickled down because she wasn't a rule follower so i it kind of like the weight was on my shoulders i don't know mm. or if it's just my personality it had to have been a lot of nurture as well as nature mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. And um, where was I going with this? I, I growing up, I was always, always a rule follower. I it, I could not break any rules. I right. felt so guilty. Right. And so meeting you and like being, it's like not everything is black and white. There's so much gray area in life. And then when you and ask I like, think, why is that rule there? And then you made me question things, which I loved because I never questioned anything growing up in my whole life. Like until I think we got married and even over the past like these 10 years that we've been married i've now solely been questioning like the things just everything you know which is good you should question things in your life i never did and so when we got married i just was very like eye-opening to me in a good way mm -hmm. and it made me come out of my shell of like okay you don't have to like follow this thing that you somebody this rule that somebody set some human human told another yeah. human some human told another human some to adult do. told another adult <laughs> what they can Seriously. or cannot do and now it's like i'm seeing that but i never questioned anything mm -hmm. ever and so it's it's been a kind of interesting to <laughs> well come I, out of my shell i'm glad it's a good thing because I, I you know i, didn't, I don't want to be a bad influence on you or you're such like a that. bad influence no so, in the best way we should put leather jackets on and <laughs> fire up a cigarette <laughs> we can call ourselves the the baddies. The baddies. Yeah, it's bad bitch o'clock. <laughs> All right. Yes. Speaking of bad bitch o'clock, folks, thanks for listening. This has been a really fun podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.